Welcome to episode 5 of the M. Kane podcast. My name's Marcus Kane, and my job is to help people who feel like they've fallen through the cracks of mainstream diet and fitness advice. Anxiety is unfortunately extremely common. And as we talked about in episode 3, it's something that can leave us feeling extremely drained due to the toll that frequent or prolonged anxiety has on the body. It can leave us feeling physically and mentally burnt out, even when we haven't done much of what we might consider to be strenuous physical work. And as a result of anxiety or a stressful period in your life, you might have experienced what it's like to show up for a workout feeling depleted and unable to perform at your best. It's important to mention here that anxiety can take shape as many different things. A history of trauma and genetic predisposition are factors, though today's episode also applies for those of us who might be under a lot of pressure, juggling a lot of responsibilities, and working to keep our head above water during difficult times. So what we're going to be talking about today are some strategies that make workouts achievable. So you can still know that you've ticked the boxes for a successful workout, even if you're not feeling your best. Because contrary to popular belief, the best workouts and training sessions aren't always our hardest ones. And one of the first things we need to look at when it comes to workouts for those of us managing anxiety or a lot of responsibilities is overwhelm. Fundamentally, we want to streamline our training sessions. Now, I know it feels difficult to do this sometimes, given the amount of information out there and the number of options available to us when it comes time to put a workout together. I've definitely gone through phases where my training sessions became unreasonably complex in the name of trying to tick all the boxes. But we need to remember that people out there creating content on the subject of exercise and training often overcomplicate things in the name of always having something new to release. So with that in mind, before anything else, streamlining our sessions is an extremely constructive and liberating step to take. The trade-off is that maybe in some people's eyes, this makes for a more boring workout. But from my own personal experience with anxiety and working with clients who struggle with anxiety and high workloads, exciting and stimulating isn't really what's required. Simple and above all effective is what we're after. I once had a client who was a heart surgeon and the workouts I put together for him by design were extremely simple. His gym time was his mental health time and a manic 20 station circuit class was not something he wanted to do before performing open heart surgery. And on days when I know I've got a lot on my mind and am managing anxiety, complex workouts definitely aren't on the cards for me. So building an entire workout around just one or two primary movements is an extremely effective way to train for strength, muscle growth, and weight loss. A great session could be as simple as pull-ups or a pull-up variation and a deadlift variation. This doesn't necessarily mean full body weight pull-ups and uh, power lifting competition grade deadlift. It just means whatever variation of those movements is best suited to you. And this also opens the door for part two of this process. Knowing exactly what to aim for in order to have an effective workout without overreaching and burning yourself out. Like I mentioned, maximal effort doesn't always mean maximal progress. Elite coaches and sports scientists have been working on this for the best part of a century. And all it takes to nail this principle 
and always have a solid idea of what to shoot for in a workout, no matter how you're feeling, is a willingness to chat numbers with me for just a second. I promise it's going to make a lot of sense. Now, I've never been an advocate of calorie counting, and we'll get to that in another episode. But what I do advocate is keeping track of a few basic numbers when it comes to workouts. This isn't as much about always setting new personal bests as it is knowing what to aim for on any given day based on your energy levels. For example, to keep numbers really simple, let's say your personal best for one single max effort squat is 100 kilos. Now with that information, we know that an effective workout on an average day might consist of three work sets of six reps at 70 to 75 kilograms. Now, on a day when you've got a lot of energy to burn and you're bouncing off the walls, this might become three work sets of eight reps at 75 kilograms. Now, on a day when anxiety is high and energy levels are very low, three work sets of four reps at 70 kilograms might be appropriate. Now, these numbers will vary based on a person's level of experience, but what we have here is a very good place to start based on information from Prilipin's chart, which is a table that was created in 1975 by Soviet coach A.S. Prilipin while he was analyzing journals of Soviet weightlifters. Essentially, what we have, if we take a moment to track some of those numbers from our workouts, is extremely valuable for those of us who struggle with anxiety. We know exactly what to aim for for a workout to be effective, no matter where our energy levels are at. Now, before I studied strength and conditioning, I would often leave the gym after a workout that was lighter than usual, feeling like I'd failed. But... If we take a moment to look at data collected by some of the world's leading coaches and sports scientists, we see that an effective workout truly is not always a case of training as hard as we can. Minimum effective volume is the term given to the minimum amount of work we can do while still ticking the box for an effective session. Anxiety, high workload, and physical exercise are all stresses. So effectively managing the length and intensity of our workouts is a big part of stress management. If we don't do this effectively, we burn out. We might begin to experience fluctuations in energy levels and moods and even physical illness. I know it can be extremely frustrating at times, dealing with anxiety and fluctuating energy levels that come with having a lot of pressure on you, and it's very easy to look left and right at what other people are doing in the gym, but know that you are unique, and your personal situation is unique, and we can adjust your training accordingly to get the best possible results for you. We don't need to track numbers for every single thing that you do in the gym. Sometimes keeping track of only two or three primary exercises can be enough. Most of the workouts I program in my one-to-one training include a warm-up, a primary exercise, a secondary exercise, and some optional extras that are only there if we feel like doing extra or we're really on the top of our game that day. It's an extremely effective way to train. Remember, discipline doesn't always mean walking into the gym and doing an absolutely savage session every single day. The kind of focus and discipline we can be really proud of means having the strength to bring a bit of intelligence to the process and do a workout that we know is going to be physiologically and psychologically beneficial. The kind of workout that's going to put us in a position tomorrow that's better than the position that we were in today. Now, as a basic formula, you can begin to apply to your current workouts right away. Give this a try. 
If you're experiencing anxiety and your anxiety levels are high and your energy levels are a bit low and you feel a bit drained, aim for a light to moderate session no longer than 30 to 40 minutes. If anxiety and energy levels are moderate, aim for a moderate intensity session for 30 to 45 minutes with a few hard work sets in there to test the water, but not too many. And if anxiety is low or non-existent and your energy levels are high, do whatever you like. But remember, in the name of playing an effective long game, training to absolute max effort frequently isn't super advisable. One of the most constructive things that we can do is to take some of the energy we've been putting towards trying to work out really hard all the time and put it towards becoming really confident with a few key movements like the squat, deadlift, pull up, and bench press, and just putting some intensity variation into the week. Per week, you might have two hard days, two moderate days, two light days, and one day off. Always separating your two hard days with a light day or a day off. And of course, this might be adjusted from person to person. Now, if you'd like to really nail down these principles and talk with me about your personal program to get the most out of your workouts, reach out to me via Instagram at mkanecoaching or visit mkanecoaching.com. So thank you for spending this time with me today. If you're finding this podcast useful, please do me the huge favor of leaving a review and sharing it with your friends so that we can help more people get access to this information. So my name's Marcus Kane. Thank you again, and we'll chat again soon.